Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, coach it in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what is going on everyone and welcome to the fantasy football roundtable podcast it is december 23rd and it is almost christmas time oh look at that it lined up perfectly with the trees right there i was not expecting that nice little fantasy football roundtable ornaments unfortunately the merry christmas covered up i don't know if you can yeah you can't see it, it must be. dang it anyways uh we are proud to be brought to you guys by the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag PPN, which is now right up in the top corner, uh, right over the shoulder of Mr. Matthew Fox. We will be previewing the entire Week 16 slate of the NFL, obviously outside of the Thursday night game, which Matt and I talked about on yesterday's episode. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing on this beautiful Thursday? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, waiting for the results of my COVID test. Turns wow. out my uh, my son went to a show on Sunday and uh, made a new friend. And the friend came over Sunday night after the concert, and they were all hanging out. And turns out today, friend is positive. So son is a close contact, and so we all just went ahead and got tested. So we're we're waiting. But you know what? I don't have to work again for like 10 more days. And what a way you might get to spend it. You know, it's the one, the one time when you're uh, disappointed that your friend, your son's friends are positive. Uh, 
you know, nothing could be worse than nobody coming and visiting me for the next nine days. Oh, poor me. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, here, I feel like Mother Nature is trying to blow us into Christmas Eve because we, uh, for the second time in 10 days, are getting a windstorm, which is just starting now. I'm looking out there. Like, please, trees, stay up. I, I have a long work day tomorrow. I don't need this in my life. Well, I mean, it's 60 degrees here. I'm having a good day. so It's going to be 60 degrees here, too, which uh, in Colorado oh, in go. December you only get if the west wind is uh, yeah. blowing you straight yeah, it's, toward Kansas. Um, really worried about what February is going to be like for us here in Texas again. I feel like we're going to have another statewide shutdown. But that is a story for another time. Let's – I mean, really – you know, it's so weird because we don't have a game to preview here. So, Dennis, or, or I'm sorry, recap. We have plenty of games to preview. We don't have any games to recap. So, before we jump into the previews, Dennis, tell everybody a little bit about the Dynasty Nerds GM. Man, I'll tell you. So, my home league is crazy. It's it's a There's a bunch of other analysts in it. Andrew Hall from, uh, I think he's with PFF. Uh, four for four, uh, Dynasty Madman, Scott Connor, Dynasty and Chill, uh, J. Mike Check, uh, Terminal Kennedy, the third Mike. So I, I missed the playoffs today. We had four trades in about a two hour span, include uh, that included the the a, a bunch of these analysts and. I was able to garner, I used the Dynasty GM and was working two trades to either get DeAndre Swift or J.K. Dobbins. They were the centerpieces. Those were the two guys that I wanted. Uh, and so what people wanted for me was Cooper Cup. One guy wanted Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, and another guy wanted Cooper Cup. Uh, and Well, really, he just wanted Cooper Cup, but I wanted da, uh, Swift. So I went, hopped into the Dynasty GM and started putting all these trades together. So do you want to dominate your league like I'm going to dominate my league next year? Because obviously I didn't this year. <laughs> the Dynasty GM from Dynasty Nerds is the tool you need to get the job done. It integrates seamlessly with your MFL Sleeper, Flea Flicker, and FFPC leagues. Use the league analyzer to identify your team's strengths and weaknesses. Hey, that's what I was doing today. Uh, use the trade calculator to put together league-winning deals. The player shares tracker to keep track of your roster ship. Get exclusive rankings and more. Use code ROUNDTABLE for 15% off the monthly or annual subscription. Bundle the Dynasty GM with the Nerd Herd to save even more with code ROUNDTABLE. Now, according to the Dynasty GM, I lost that trade, but I feel like a winner. That's I got J.K. Dobbins, Cortland Sutton. A first and two seconds for Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. I if you're like just giving Cooper Cup away, though, I mean, I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the games on Saturday. On Christmas Day, we get a little Christmas Day football this year. I'm not sure if that's, uh, that uh, Browns fans are going to have much to cheer about, but uh, the Colts, I think, probably will. Uh, so the 7-7 seven seven Browns are going up against the 11-3 Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Matt Baker and Landry should be back. What do the Browns need to do to win this? 
Well, they're you know they're going to have to hope to get some turnovers uh, and enforce some bad plays from the Packers to try to contain the Packers, and then hope to hit some big plays themselves. We didn't see a ton of offense on Monday, uh, you know, with Nick Mullins out there. Hopefully, with Baker coming back, maybe the the rest actually helps some of his other ailments as well. And Jarvis coming back, you know, they're going to have to put up some points probably to get past Green Bay. Yeah, it's tough because what they need to do is control the clock and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. But we've seen Rodgers can make a lot happen with a little bit of time. You know, they can have a 10-point time of possession disadvantage and still win by three scores. So for me, if if they're going to have to be – when the Browns have the ball, they're going to have to to get points and not just field goals. Um, you know, the the whole – hopefully this COVID thing did for Baker what he couldn't do for, for himself, which was take a little extra time and heal up. Uh, from the rumors on um, the old Twitter machine today, Baker might not be long for the Browns. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, very curious to see if that – if those – if those trades really do happen, he didn't. Has he signed an extension? Nope. No. So, the, so well, no. It, the right? the rumors are that they are in now in the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes. That's the word I was looking for. So mm. we'll see. Uh, Dennis on the Brown side, outside of Nick Chubb, are you starting Landry coming back off of COVID? We've seen the the past couple guys coming back who've missed a game of COVID haven't necessarily gone out there and lit it up in that first game back. I feel like outside of Chubb, Landry's probably the only other option you want to start. Unless you want to start Harrison Bryant, he got me a win this week, but Hooper's coming back. So, Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, Peoples-Jones is is a good downfield threat. Um, it, some of that will depend on the weather. You know, it, it it takes a little bit of time, and if the wind is blowing hard – you know, Baker's not known for having a, a, the most powerful arm uh, in the NFL. So Peoples-Jones is a dart throw. The challenge comes is as we get more and more COVID uh, reports and people landing on the COVID list, you're going to get scared. And, you know, the last thing you need is to ha- have, you know, Jarvis Landry or Donovan Peoples-Jones riding your bench and you get up on Sunday morning and you've lost three wide receivers now and, and you're scrambling to try to figure out uh, how to fill out your lineup. Uh, I'm looking at that uh, tonight with Deontay Foreman. Uh, I'm debating, you know, should I wait for Michelle? Should I roll, you know, roll with Michelle who seems to be hot or should I, it's, it's tough. I, I'm staying away from the tight ends. Uh, Peoples-Jones is is a dart throw. Uh, I don't think you're really starting anybody outside of Chubb and Landry. Yeah, but I still have Landry in there too. Uh, you know, I just I think he's the most reliable of their targets. Yeah. Yeah, I will say before we jump on the Packers side, I'm with you, Dennis. I've got Foreman. After his good game last week, I'm debating on playing him over Zeke, and now I've only got like an hour left to agonize. Over I put him decision. in over Gaskin. See, I don't feel that bad about Gaskin. Zeke, my issue with Zeke is I feel like, am I really doing this? Am I really going to play Dante Foreman over Zeke? But if you look at it, so I was looking at today, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the game in a minute, but like 
Zeke's only averaged 6.5 points against Washington in their last three matchups. Like, that ain't getting it done, but not this week. Uh, so, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, Why I just don't get the 6.5 from Zeke when you can get the 6.8 from Deontay Foreman? I mean, those point three points might matter. You, I mean, you just saw, and that thing I posted in the chat, I literally won by two points altogether. So there's some, I've lost by, by before by point three points as well, thanks to Case Keenum's interception on the third attempt patch. So, so you're going to start Foreman over Jacoby Myers? I don't have Jacoby Myers, but I probably would. That's my, that's my, my conundrum tonight. Well, I've got Gabe Davis as an option too. Oh, I'd start. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about that Patriots game. I mean, yeah. last time I know it was a snowstorm, but good God, that was an awful game. Uh, uh, Matt, on the Packers side here, how do we feel about Aaron Jones heading into a crucial fantasy week? Yeah, I had a pretty good game last week. Yeah, and Jones is definitely the more explosive guy, more likely to get touchdowns. He seems to still be the kind of red zone guy. It's undeniable that A.J. Dillon has more of a role now than he did somewhat earlier in the season. That gives me pause. But, you know, I think I just got to trust in Aaron Jones. You got to start your studs, and we've seen Aaron Jones is a stud. Yeah, Dillon's clocking in the last three games as RB29. He's performing, and he it he could – easily go off and get 70 yards and a touchdown. But when they get in the red zone, they they like Jones. Jones can run the ball well. He runs the ball effectively inside and out. Uh, he's an exceptional pass catcher for a running back. They don't have any qualms lining Jones up outside. Uh, I, I like Dylan. I think that they're very comfortable with the two-back split. But I I, I – Dylan is is a guy that scares me. I, I think if you're playing Dylan, I think it's because you're worried about COVID on Sunday and Monday. All right. Who are you guys picking? Packers for me. I'm also taking the Packers. Santa? I haven't asked for anything this year. I've been a good little boy. <laughs> Bring me a Browns victory, please. It would it would at least extend my pain one more week. I don't want to cry on Christmas. I just, I just don't want to cry on Christmas. So I'm taking the Browns. The eight and six Indianapolis Colts at the ten and four Arizona Cardinals. Dennis, the Colts have been extremely hot, especially Jonathan Taylor. But what are we doing with this passing attack this week against the Cardinals? You know, it's it's tough because last week was screwy with the ejection. You know, Pittman is a baller. He's the number one there. Uh, I'm rolling him out there and, and I'm going for it. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals, they're, they're not as good as uh, that record might indicate. I think they've uh, had a favorable schedule getting up to this point, and we've seen them kind of crumble a little bit the last few weeks. Uh, they have a decent team, but uh, I'm very comfortable rolling Pittman out there as a, a wide receiver too easily. And then, Depending on my options, you know, I'll slot him into my wide receiver one spot. Darn mute button. Uh, I have uh, Carson Wentz, actually. I moved him up in my top 12. I think they are going to have to throw a little bit more uh, this week, and I liked Michael Pittman as a play. I think if you're looking for a desperation uh, play, it might be Jack Doyle because the last few times that they've really had to throw, he seems to be the beneficiary, although as we say that, it's probably – 
you know, the return of Mo Ali Cox, but I like Michael Pittman. Uh, and I actually like Carson Wentz this week because I think Arizona is going to try to marshal its efforts to focus on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think Pittman's a good play as well. And I think as much as they, they try to stop Jonathan Taylor, Arizona's got a bad, bad run no. defense. This is no one, no one's going. Yeah. If Craig Reynolds true, I mean, could go for a hundred yards. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's the crazy thing because Matt, you and me were just talking about this beforehand and how many shares of Jonathan Taylor I have and how many teams I have him on in the playoffs this week. He is absolutely going to shit the bed. I just know it. But uh, yeah, after what we saw from Craig Reynolds last week, I can't be, I would not be surprised if we're not looking at like another 40 point game. Well, but well, no, so it's not, the, it's not Taylor that I expect to shit the bed. Taylor's going to be amazing. It's Frank Reich decides he wants him to block for Naheem Hines like 10 times again. And Naheem Hines gets all the touchdowns. That's what I'm worried about. Dennis, on uh, Arizona's side here, I mean, you're starting Kyler Murray, even though he's been a little bit down since coming back from the injury. But how do you feel about the other fantasy assets on the Cardinals? The running back position is, it's in flux. We Early in the season, we saw they had a nice split. You knew Connor was going to get the goal line work. He was going to get the early down work. Edmonds was producing, catching the ball. doing such just ball out. Well, now Connor is dinged up uh, and Edmonds is coming back. Conventional wisdom would say they're going to kind of default back to their original roles with Connor being the, the early down guy uh, and, and the uh, uh, goal line back. But if he's dinged up, then, you know, we could see Edmonds take some of those touches from him to just conserve him a little bit as they kind of make their push for the playoffs. So that makes me nervous. I do think that you can probably slot Connor in as an RB2. I think he's RB9 or maybe even a little higher on the season. I mean, and he's just he's done it with touchdowns and, and just he's started to catch the ball well too. Uh, and Edmonds is a flex. I think I, I'm pretty comfortable with that, especially if I have two flexes. Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, having Edmonds available as a flex. The receiver is Kirk. That's who you want to catch the ball. Um, yeah, so I like uh, I like both backs too, Connor and Chase Edmonds. I think they both potentially have value. And I'm with Dennis. Christian Kirk is the receiver that I'm playing. I mean, if you're in truly desperate for some reason, AJ Green keeps hanging around. Zach Ertz actually finished his tight end seven last week. I just don't feel confident that you can bank on that. Yeah, uh, I'm with you because I don't know how much – like I know a lot of people are thinking this could be a shootout, but I think if, if the Colts keep the ball on the ground with Taylor, I don't think it necessarily will be uh, – I'm taking the Colts to win this game. I think they continue riding Jonathan Taylor, honestly, to the playoffs. Yeah, if it's not broke, I'm taking the Colts too. I am also taking the Colts. All right, the 2-11-1 Detroit Lions at the 6-8 and Atlanta Falcons, and – I was trying to get this confirmed. I keep seeing a bunch of people talking about apparently DeAndre Swift is possibly making a return this weekend. So he's listed as questionable as he's been the last few weeks, but last I saw he wasn't practicing yet. I'll double check that, but there was like a bunch of people who posted that he's likely going to play this week. So I don't know. 
If he does play, are you guys trusting putting him in your lineups, or are you just going to roll with Craig Reynolds, Dennis? Man, I fucking coaches lie. You know, it's like I I get it. You you want to gain a competitive advantage, and and not saying you're not going to play him uh, is one way to do that. If you if you're not putting him on IR. But it just does not make sense to bring him back. I, I know you want to compete. I, so it says here he got in a limited. Practice. I think if, if he's active, it's 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 crazy. If 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 he's active, you got to put him in there. Yeah, if he's active, I'm putting him in there as well. Um, you know, yeah, I they, Jared Jared they Goff's both returned to practice. List. Yeah, that that might be an even bigger thing. So yeah, it says you him watch. and. Uh, Swift and Jamal Williams return to practice, so they're they're both practicing. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to play. I man, well, yeah. I hope they don't put Swift in unless he's super ready to go. Because the worst thing would be in a season where you don't really have anything appreciable to gain to do some some serious damage to a guy who's one of your foundation players. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's just really frustrating, right? I mean, if you've got Swift in like I in the places I have Swift, I have Craig Reynolds. And yeah. now it's one of those things like, okay, well, who do I play though? Because I don't want to put Swift in there and it becomes one of those like he gets like five carries and then the rest of them go to Craig Reynolds, or you don't want to play Craig Reynolds and what for whatever reason He's like, you know what, Swift's back, let's go. And they throw Swift out there for everything. So it's gonna be really frustrating. Hopefully we get a tad bit more clarity on that. But Matt, how you feel about Amon Ross St. Brown? I mean, he's been on fire the past couple of weeks. Uh, is he kind of inserted himself into your lineup this week? Yeah, he's been wide receiver three the last three weeks. I really like the potential there. That being said, I am watching about Jared Goff. It's a fluid situation. It seems, sounds like it's mild right now, and he has a good chance uh, of coming back on Sunday. But if he's not back, it's hard to feel quite as pumped about Amon Ross St. Brown. Who's the backup there? Isn't it Tim Boyle? Oh, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I was hoping maybe I was just hoping against hope somebody else has been signed. I don't know. I I can look. I I don't honestly know. I don't know many. I know the Browns backup quarterback. It is Tim I'm, Boyle or David yeah, Blau. Was, See, I thought it was Blau. It's one of those two. It's going to end up being one of those two. Well, wasn't Tim Blau or Tim Doyle is who started last time? I'm pretty sure Boyle is who started last time because there was all the. Because I remember Austin was having a good time posting his college. Yeah, stats. because he did absolutely. Yeah, he had like more interceptions and yards or something like that. It was really bad. Um, Matt, for the uh, for the Falcons here, I mean, it should be a decent matchup for the Falcons. Engage Pitts and Patterson. I assume all three are starts for you. Yeah, I, I feel good putting all of them in there. Matt Ryan's a real low end uh, super flex option for me as well, but that's, that's it. I'm still not on the, I'm, I'm not ready to be hurt by Mike Davis again. Yeah. At this point, I think you're just hoping they're active and if they're active, you're playing them. Yeah. I guess we should mention that everybody, you really need to pay attention because I mean, the past couple of days, it's been like left and right players getting um, positive tests for COVID. Now, 
You also need to pay attention to that because I know some of the players are getting ruled out, but with the new protocol, I believe as long as they test negative, whatever was a certain amount of times, they don't have to wait the multiple days anymore. You can get it within like a 24-hour thing. So there's a chance some of these guys can come back. I mean, you're really going to have to pay very, very close attention over the next couple days. I'm going to take the Falcons to win this game. Who are you guys picking? I'm going with the Lions, man. We're on a hot streak. I'm going with the Lions, too, and I'm really hoping it's Jared Goff because I feel dumb if I bet on Tim Boyle. The 8-6 and six Baltimore Ravens at the 8-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Jackson is still not practicing. Do we see him in Week 16? And, Dennis, if he does or doesn't play, can the Ravens win without him, and do you trust anybody else on this team? Outside of Andrews. We're playing Andrews, but anybody else? Well, I think they can win without him. The defense needs to step up a little bit and put them in the position where they're not, you know, going for a tying touchdown uh, as time expires and then going for a, for a two-point conversion. I mean, honestly, it's if, if Lamar had connected with, with Andrews and, and Huntley had connected with Andrews, the narrative we'd be talking right now would be so completely different gutsy calls way to go this team is on fire they're not afraid of anybody but they missed a couple two-point conversions and it's like oh what are they doing now they've got a backup quarterback Huntley has played great I I, I, if I'm a, a Lamar Jackson manager I'm hoping that I was able to pick him up because he seems like he can slide right in and execute that offense at a pretty high level Without changing what they do, I like Huntley. Yeah, I like Huntley too. I'm not afraid if Lamar Jackson misses. Uh, Andrews, I'm for sure playing. I also am still playing Marquise Brown. He caught 10 passes last week with Huntley. He's still been a factor in there. Um, you know, he may not be having huge plays, but you catch 10 passes, you have a pretty safe uh, PPR floor. Um, but if Lamar plays, I'm almost more worried than if I get Huntley because Huntley was running. He's unencumbered by a leg injury. The fact that Lamar has not yet practiced this deep into the week would give me pause. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm, I'm kind of with Matt here. The fact that he's still not practicing, I mean, he is so good that obviously I think he could go out there and play and still perform well if he doesn't practice all week. But I, I think they're probably going Huntley and at that case. For me, it's really just Andrews. Uh, those two seem to have a, a great connection. Huntley just seems to be looking for him on everything. I would not be surprised if he has a, another massive week. You know, Dennis, you mentioned the defense needing to step up for Baltimore, but Matt, I mean, Baltimore's defense has been horrible all year long against the pass. Burrow was incredible in their first meeting. I believe they were up, it was like 20 to possibly even they 30 something to like 10. They won 41 to 17. Yeah, it was it was bad in that first quarter and first half, yeah. really. With us knowing that defense is that bad, I mean, is he a QB one this weekend? I mean, is it fire up all of your Bengals? Yeah, he uh, threw for three hundred sixteen yards and three scores in their first meeting was QB two that week. I have him up in my top and ten. Just to throw this out there, I'm pretty sure he was benched like almost the entire fourth quarter as well with having. Well, and that was before they lost Marlon Humphreys. The the Ravens' past defense has arguably gotten worse. Um, 
you know, they may do what they can to limit Chase because they were bracketing Devontae Adams a little bit last week, but that just opens up opportunities for other guys. And T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are both going pretty well. I wouldn't be surprised if this is C.J. Uzama gutting them up the middle either, especially with Joe Mixon got banged up last week and is still a little gimpy. I think this is a good game to start your Bengals passing assets. Yeah, T. Higgins all the way. Now, I will say the uh, the Bengals, I don't know if it was Harbaugh or the defense. I think it was uh, um, the Wink Winkleman or whoever. W- the Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the uh, defensive coordinator basically said they weren't going to cover Chase that way because Chase wasn't Devontae Adams. Said so that basically there's there's about two guys that you give that respect to. Uh, and, and Chase hasn't earned it. That being said, you know, that defensive secondary is down a couple guys and they're not playing terrific. Uh, and given all those injuries, man, I, I don't know how you don't fire up the passing game of the Bengals. Uh, I, I still think it's it's Higgins, Chase, and uh, Boyd in that order. And, and then Mixon, you know, he's going to do what Mixon does. I think uh, uh, he'll have a solid game as well. Yeah, yeah Jamar Chase heard that and said, "Hold my beer." Yeah, even with Mixon banged up, I think he's he's gonna have a really good game. Uh I really don't know who I want to pick. I think I'm just gonna end up taking the Bengals because I'd love to see them go from worst to first. And then if they win this game, they've almost got this division locked up, and they'll have a a two game lead technically on Baltimore because they would have beaten them twice now, even though they only have one extra win. So yeah, I'm. Going Bengals, hoping for the best here. Bengals for me, too. I'm taking the Ravens. I just feel like at some point in time, they win one of these games. They're going to convert that two-pointer? Yeah, they're going to win. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they've been close. I feel like they're – and part of me, too, It's Cincinnati has been a great story, but we've also seen a couple of times they're still young. Yeah. They aren't, and that- like, t- tested in these situations. And that defense has been not quite as solid as it was earlier in the year as well for Cincinnati. So it's definitely going to be a very good game. The 10 and four Los Angeles Rams at the seven and seven Minnesota Vikings. Dennis, how do you feel about the backfield with Sony Michelle and Darrell Henderson? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm favoring Michelle uh, because I feel like, they they want to use they want to have a guy that's the guy and michelle has played well enough and they have they've always had reservations about henderson's durability and i think he sort of met their expectations with that by getting hurt this year henderson is a good running back he's explosive but i think michelle is a little bit more durable and we've seen he can break off you know 20 30 yard runs I don't think you're worried about Michelle uh, going for 70, uh, which would really would have been good last week because I lost that one game by 0.07 points. I needed one more yard from Sony Michelle. It was terrible. Anyways, enough about me crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, I agree with you. They're, they're kind of splitting. I'm, I would lean toward Michelle, too. I don't think Henderson's going away. He was coming off an injury plus COVID. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit more of a split. I feel like this is a little bit more 
um, like a couple of years ago when they were, you know, they were giving a lot of carries to Gurley, but then Malcolm Brown had just enough of a role to ruin your, your fantasy upside. Matt, if you needed any more good news here for good old Cooper Cup, uh, I mean, Minnesota has allowed eight top 24 wide receiver games this year. So, uh, yeah. Do we trust OBJ, though, with that being said? Or Van Jefferson? Are you guys willing to put either one of them in your lineups? I, I think I, I trust Van more than OBJ. I think, I think OBJ's got a higher ceiling, but uh, I, I, I like you know Van has shown he can make some big plays. He's generally a little more reliable. Uh, OBJ's OBJ. You know, if you got him, you're probably starting him. Yeah, I think they're both wide receiver three kind of flex options. Matt, with Cook likely out now on COVID and Thielen questionable, who do you like for the Vikings? Justin Jefferson feels pretty good, and we've seen Alexander Madison do decently filling in for Dalvin Cook. Beyond that, it was hard to get a feel. I mean, Kirk Cousins only threw for 87 yards last week, so Tyler Conklin's a desperation play. K.J. Osborne is not guaranteed to get enough volume. They were really spreading it around too, getting a lot of people involved. So probably in a playoff week, it's Jefferson and Madison. Yeah. And even then with that uh, Rams defense, I'm a little, a little nervous about Madison. I think, you know, he's, he's like 75%, 70% of Dalvin cook when it comes to ability you know, Madison's a, a serviceable back. Cook is an exceptional back. Uh, so I would be a little bit nervous, but if you're starting Madison, you're starting him for a reason. I am taking the Rams to win the game. Who are you guys picking? Rams for me as well. Yep, Rams for me as well. All right, on to the 8-6 and six Buffalo Bills at the 9-5 and five New England Patriots. For the Bills, uh, interesting thing for their quarterbacks, the Patriots have not allowed a QB1 or top 24 wide receiver in the past six weeks, so that's probably not good news for Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. But, Matt, after his big week 15, are you firing up Devin Singletary again this week? I am in a couple of places, including my uh, Scott Fishbowl team. I, I liked what he did last week. It seems like Zach Moss has really kind of dropped out of favor. And I I think they are leaning on a running back a little bit more because Josh Allen dealing with that turf toe, I think they're trying to protect him for the long haul. So I do like Singletary. Yeah, I, you know, the, the challenge is going to be that Singletary, while being good, I, I think he can be had a little bit by the um, Patriots defense. Uh, J.C. Jackson's probably going to be on digs, so that means that Gabe Davis is going to have to step up. Uh, there could be some fantasy points coming in this game, but, man, New England is is bouncing back big, and, well, I'd be okay starting Singletary because, again, if I, he he's probably RB two flex territory for me, and if I, you know, I, again, I'm starting him because like, what are my other options? 
For the Patriots side here, I mean, Dennis, they, they've dominated on the ground in the first meeting. Do you think that happens again this week? Well, it depends if Stevenson recovers from being ill. Now, they haven't said that it's COVID-related, and then Harris is, didn't practice again because of the hamstring. He did practice limited. So did Bolden. They're both back. Okay. Oh, that's right. I even wrote limited on my notes. I just All right. I just wrote, but I parenthesized hamstring and didn't keep reading. Silly me. Um, but it, I, I would think that if there's if they they have Harris active, it's because they believe he can play. He's going to be okay. Um, yeah, I like the one-two punch of Harris and Stevenson when it comes to grinding out yards and running the clock. They seem to be two backs that are built for uh, the Patriots' possession game, which is what they're playing this year with Mac Jones. You know, they're, they're letting him learn on the job by surrounding him with you know, pretty good options to minimize opportunities for error. Uh, if they're both back, then, yeah, I'd feel real good about it. I'd, I'd be better. I'd feel much better about it if only one of them were, were playing. That obviously makes it a little nicer. Yeah, for fantasy, I, I mean, I think you're still playing, but I've, I'm down in more in the flex range. I think they can't do what they did last time. You know, I think that that was a perfect, uh, you know, caught by surprise for the game conditions. Oh, come on. There. You should have said perfect storm. <laughs> Go That's for where it. I thought he was going. That's where I really thought he was going. Oh, but – Uh, so I will take the Bills to win the game. I'm th- going Patriots. I'm taking the I'm taking the Bills too. Well, I mean, it makes sense that you're taking Patriots. You didn't have them winning the division, but you know, gotta stick with my gotta stick with my Bills. The two and twelve Jacksonville Jaguars and the three and eleven New York Jets battle it out in New York this week. Matt, what do we expect from Lawrence in this one? And, I mean, is there really anybody we're concerned about on the Jags outside of James Robinson? Yeah, there hasn't been enough consistency among their pass catchers to feel uh, really solid and set there. Hopefully Lawrence will have uh, a decent game. I know they, they're probably uh, excited to show out. It's It was builds, you know, even back in the preseason, number one pick versus number two pick. Robert Sala has COVID, probably won't be on the sideline for the Jets, so maybe that'll help. And maybe Lawrence in uh, week two, free of Urban, takes another little step forward. Yeah, I, you know, they're – They've got Marvin Jones there. They've got uh, Visca, and they've got uh, Laquan Treadwell. So, you know, the, some guys are starting to make some plays. O'Shaughnessy, I think they're actually – are they getting Arnold back this week too? Um, they're getting – coming. Nah, I did not see I him. I think they designated him to re- for return. I don't know if he's activated yet. That's um, like – But they've – yeah, yeah, it just going, says they simply designated him for return. No, no status on practicing. So I would say not this week. They're they're going against a, a team that gives up the most fantasy points uh, versus the run. So they're gonna try to hammer it with Robinson. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they take some shots and make some plays. I, I'm probably not starting anybody if I can help it though because. 
you're probably looking at a 200-yard passing game um, because the one thing the Jets have done better, best on defense, has been defend the pass. But when you're the worst team against the run, teams often don't uh, uh, pass against you. Dennis, for the Jets here, I mean, are you expecting anything from Zach Wilson, and are you still in on Michael Carter? Man, I, I would be expecting something from Zach Wilson if he had any healthy wide receivers. The Jags give up the 10th most fantasy points in the league to, to wide receivers. is a perfect opportunity, but he's missing more. I think uh, Crowder's been practicing limited, so he's questionable. I mean, that's going to leave him with what? Denzel Mims and uh, is it Cole or Conley that's there? One of those former uh, journeyman Keelan, guys. should be Keelan Cole, Cole if I'm Keelan Cole. So, it, you know, I think Michael Carter is the guy you have to trust and, and hope that uh, he can get it done. Uh, it's probably going to be a fairly uh, low-viewed game. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure Wilson wants to show out a little bit. It is Keelan Coley, right? Crowder has a calf injury. And bad news now is Michael Carter and Elijah Vera Tucker were put on the COVID list. So Tevin that ain't Coleman great. Games. Tevin that ain't great. So, uh, so that with that news, I'll, I'll be taking uh, the Jags now to win the game. Jags for me. I'm taking the Jets because the Jaguars seem very committed on the path they're on to get the number one overall pick. The four and ten New York Giants at the seven and seven Philadelphia Eagles. Matt, aside from Barkley, are you trusting any other Giants player this week? Absolutely not. My my note says nobody. Yeah, no. All right, then, Dennis, Dallas Goddard has been hot. Does that continue, and are you comfortable starting Miles Sanders this week? With Goddard, you know, he's he's playing well. He's a featured part of the offense. That's the way that that Philly offense has ran uh, over what now has been, what, three different coaching regimes. They run that passing game through the tight end. It just is what it is, There's, you know. Liberty, what is it? What is it? Death taxes, taxes, and Philadelphia tight ends. Um, I I think with uh, with Sanders, man, he's he's not he's the Jacoby Myers of freaking running backs, and he's had like 166 carries with no touchdown. Uh, Giants are giving up the six most most fantasy points to running backs, so I would expect Sanders to continue to uh, to rack up the yards. Uh, and maybe even get that first touchdown this year. Yeah, Goddard um, been a big focal part of the offense and playing against the Giants makes me excited because sometimes I think they forget that the tight end's a pass-eligible position when they're on defense. Um, you know, and we've seen him have success with Minshew. We saw him last week uh, was the leading target guy for Hertz as well. Sanders has been going pretty good. Um, one thing to watch is, I guess, today he did not uh, practice now because he's he had one good game, and now he's got a soft tissue injury. Um, if he's playing, I'm firing him up. If he d- doesn't play, you need to be prepared. Picking the Eagles. Picking the Eagles. Taking the Eagles as well. It's a clean sweep. 
the 10-4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the 5-9 Carolina Panthers. Matt Fournette is out. How much do you like Ronald Jones here? And, I mean, how much is A.B. going to eat coming back now with likely no Mike Evans <laughs> and no Chris Godwin? Yeah, A.B. went from uh, being on the street to likely being wide receiver one in Tom Brady's heart and uh, on the field. Uh, so I think he's a fantastic play, especially if Evans doesn't play. If Evans does play, I would be leery of Evans being a decoy. We have seen them do that before when he's not totally healthy, that he rolls out there just so everybody else gets work. Ronald Jones had 63 yards on eight carries against a good defense in New Orleans. Carolina's defense is not that good. I think they are going to want to run the ball. And Ronald Jones has been good when he's been able to hold the ball and then given opportunities. Yeah, I, I think it's been like four games that uh, Fournette's missed over the past year and a half or two years. And Jones has had over 100 yards in three of them. Um, you know, when he gets the opportunity, he produces – but, you know, he puts the ball on the ground. He drops some easy passes, misses a block. He, he I don't know if he's ever going to get past that. You have to learn to live with it. The trade-off is the explosiveness that he brings to the table. So that kind of makes him a great second back when you're trying to grind it out. Um, I, I don't know. A.B., you know, talk about uh, fortune favoring the bold. You know, he's – going to step right back in there. He's probably going to have 15 targets this week. Yeah, AAB uh, is going to absolutely eat. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping that Ronald Jones is able to do something. It'd be nice to see him succeed a, a little bit here with uh, Fournette likely out a couple weeks. I mean, he's likely going to be a free agent at the end of the season. I really doubt he decides to sign back with Tampa Bay. They're definitely not franchise tagging him. So, uh, maybe he goes goes on a nice little stretch here and is able to get himself some money in free agency. Uh, Dennis, for the Panthers, I mean, aside from Cam Newton in a super flex league, are you playing any Panthers this week? Are we playing Cam Newton in a super flex league? He's been he's RB1, he's QB1, he's been scoring points for him. Yeah, I mean, no, I I, I don't think so. I mean... Hubbard hasn't pro- – I, I think if it comes down to it, I'm probably going to play uh, Amir Abdullah over Chuba Hubbard because he seems to uh, be producing more in the passing game than Hubbard is in the ground game. It, it's so hard, hard to sit DJ Moore, though. I mean, he's, he's DJ freaking Moore. So if you have him, I don't know wh- – what options you have that you're going to sit him for. But if, you know, if you do sit him for somebody, it's not like I'm going to say, oh, you're an idiot. Be like, yeah, he's kind of, he's playing with Cam Newton who can't throw the ball for shit and occasionally has a decent game. So if you sit him, you sit him. But um, I'm not chomping at the bit to put any of the Panthers in my lineup. Yeah, DJ Moore, I'm probably still playing him, but I'm much lower in my expectations. Some of his projections have him like getting 20 points. I He's not a consistent threat to get touchdowns because it's been all over the place where they're throwing or whether Newton's just going to dive him in. He's been doing okay, but he's more in that flex range for me. I am very easily taking the Buccaneers to win this game. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm going with the farting Antonio Browns too. I'm going with the fighting Tom Brady's. 
the 8-6 Los Angeles Chargers at the 3-11 Houston Texans. You're starting Herbert. You're starting Allen. Eckler on COVID. How do we feel about Mike Williams, Jared Cook, and Matt? Your guy, Justin Jackson, who might get the start this week. Yeah, I, I would really like my guy, Austin Eckler, um, to be in there. I thought he was potentially tracking toward... Uh, I believe the, he is one of those players that can play, but as of right now, I believe he is still on the COVID list. So I'm not, I'm not quitting on him yet, but if he was out, I don't know if I, Justin Jackson's probably the one that I would prefer, but I don't know if I'm confident in any of them doing what they could do. Uh, you know, what Eckler could do, Mike Williams, um, you know, he's had some incredible games and he's disappeared at times. I think it's a good matchup. The question is, do they get up big and then just want to grind it out? That would be my fear. I Tight end is too much of a split, um, you know, split off. I, I'm just not trusting Jared Cook. He seems, if he gets a touchdown, he makes your day. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he's not getting enough targets to, to make it worth a while. Well, that's kind of all but the top six tight ends there. Um you know, I like Jackson, and if Eckler is out, I think I'm comfortable playing Jackson. You know, then they kind of mix in Roundtree and Kelly. Uh, I think uh, Parham is going to be out again, again this week, yeah, so I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure how much confidence I have in Steven Anderson. He seems to catch the occasional fluky touchdown. Um, and then if I remember correctly, I thought I saw Eckler said on his show today that it wasn't looking good for him to play. So, uh, you know, while he's still on the list, uh, he hasn't pra- practiced. And, and uh, I, I like that the, the Chargers have enough weapons and they're playing, you know, the Texans, it's it's sad to say. I want, you, you know, you want good matchups, but this just isn't one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's going to be bad news, I think, for the Chargers. No, they're not going to lose the game, more than likely. But Eckler being out, I mean, that could be a big blow to your fantasy team. So, I mean, Justin Jackson's looked good, though. Uh, I, I mean, if you have a chance to get him and pick him up, I would in case Eckler is out. Uh, Dennis, aside from Brandon Cook's, you playing any Texans here? And actually, I think Cooks got put on COVID today as well. I believe. I think he did. That I mean, Davis so. Mills is Davis Mills has played well, and somebody it's got to be somebody getting the ball to Cooks. So it, it's you know that's kind of uh, uh, the guy there. But in deep, deep leagues, I guess, uh, I think you could probably roll out uh, Sexy Rexy in the Flexy there. He, uh, he He's getting the touches over David Johnson. So, it, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Cooks is on the COVID list. Yeah, I uh, thought that's what they said today. Nico Collins breakout game. Uh, if Cooks is out, I'm not playing any Texans. I've liked what Davis Mills is doing, but I don't know that you can trust who it's going to be. Yeah. Chargers. Who are you checking? Chargers. Easily. I don't know why it took me so long to think about that. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game like the Chargers and Texans. Uh, 
But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, it just, passed, it just became available in Ohio. Uh, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 4-10 Chicago Bears are at the 5-9 Seattle Seahawks. Matt, are you playing anybody on the Bears besides David Montgomery? Um, you know, I think if you need a tight end, I like what Cole Komet has done and given the tight end landscape, he's not a terrible option to me. I would like to like Darnell Mooney, but <clears throat> Justin Fields has not demonstrated that he likes Darnell Mooney as much as we do. Well, Fields is QB9 in the last two weeks since he came back. I think if in, in – But it hasn't mattered for those wide receivers. <laughs> that, that's correct. You know, but he asked you, who are you going to play besides Montgomery? So – I, you know, Fields is, you know, Fields is perplexing right now. He's, as the game is starting to come to him, he makes some great throws and other times he, he literally directs the, the defense to where he's throwing because he's staring. Um, you know, it's young quarterback stuff. He's going to get there. Uh, I, I like what he's doing with his legs. Uh, I don't uh, know. Just as a heads up, Fields didn't practice today either. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Oh great! Uh, I think he'll be fine though. I saw he was he was suited and booted. I just saw on Twitter um, showing up to the to the game earlier today. So I think he's gonna be fine. Or wait, no, not to the game. I'm sorry, not tonight. But they were showing a picture of him. He'll be fine, I think. But yeah, I'm with Dennis. I'm trusting Fields. I uh, he's the only other one outside of Montgomery. I might play Mooney just because of how bad Seattle's defense is. But I really think you're taking like a shot in the dark there to kind of. Jesper Horstead, that's your guy. Sure. Matt, Russell Wilson has struggled since returning. Are you playing him or any Seahawks this week? You know, if you're in Superflex, uh, Russell Wilson's still a low-end Superflex option for me. But if you're in a single QB league, he used to be kind of a set-up for guy. He is not. Um, he's QB 15 only because he's had a couple of huge games like against the Texans. He has struggled more often than not. I don't really love the the energy there. The backfield has proven a mess. We hoped Penny was going to get a chance to show what he can do, and apparently that only uh, amounts to a couple of carries a game. Russell Wilson has had no chemistry with Metcalf, and I'm not convinced Lockett comes back. Yeah, I, you know, Penny is, it's sad to say, four years in, still growing into the position. Um, you know, he had a great game a couple weeks ago. 
who I forget who they played last week. It wasn't a great matchup for him. It was the Rams. Yeah, so it it wasn't a terrific matchup. Um, not necessarily that the Bears. Let's see. I don't know how the if the Bears are uh, going to be a great matchup to running backs, but it's certainly uh, going to be better than what the Rams were. I don't hate Penny as a low-end flex, but I wouldn't have him any higher than that. Uh, the issue for me really is that there there's seems to be no chemistry at all between Metcalf and Wilson. I mean, he's got better chemistry with Freddie Swain, and, and it's just it's it's wild. So, yeah, if if Lockett comes back, I think he's the only player I trust starting, and even then. I'm a little hesitant because, as I mentioned earlier, these players coming back off COVID have not necessarily had great games that first week back. So, and this would be his first week back from the COVID list. But I mean, he's he's been the most the, he's been the best and most consistent player for the Seahawks. That being said, I'm taking the oh, Bears. I guess taking I the Seahawks. Him. I saw that Matt Nagy is still coaching. <laughs> I'm taking the Bears. The 7-6-1 Pittsburgh Steelers are at the 10-4 Kansas City Chiefs. The Steelers' offense has struggled lately. Uh, Matt, are there any concerns in the playoffs this week? I mean, Najee yeah. finally really looked human last week with only three points. Deontay struggled last week as well. Claypool's practically been non-existent all season, so let's just be honest here. It's, and Fryermuth, I think, is still questionable, so it's really, yeah. in my opinion, it's just those three, right? Like, are we worried yeah. about Fryermuth, Najee, and Deontay? Yeah, Fryermuth, you know, it's it's basically been touchdown or bust, but that's because their their offense does not look good. Their line does not look good. I'm still playing Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson if I've got them, but I am definitely nervous after seeing last week. They won a game where they ostensibly had no offense. Yeah, Harris is uh that that line uh is awful. Uh you know, Ben is giving it the old college try. They don't have the breadth of weapons they've had in the past, in the passing game. Uh, I think Fryermuth is going to, is still in the concussion protocol. So I'm not necessarily expecting him to, to play this week. I, I don't have a ton of faith in Tanner Gentry, uh, who's the backup. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, it's, it's basically, I, I think Harris is probably a, mid to low end RB2 this week, the Kansas City defense has played lights out. Uh, and, you know, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay from the linebacker spot are all over the place. And then getting Chris Jones settled back in inside, uh, you know, they're they're playing really well this season. And so it's it's going to be a struggle for the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are still giving up a lot of catches to the running back, so that's kind of the one thing I'm giving giving hope to Najee Harris. I have him up close to my top twelve. I think Matt, you had him. Do you have him in your top twelve? Yes. Yeah, I still do. I can't quit you. It, running back kind yeah. of a dicey position given yeah. all the people that keep dropping out and the matchups yeah, are not incredible. Cook dropping yeah. out and others. So yeah, actually, you it, know, you're you're right. The the Chiefs have given up the fifth most receptions to running backs. Yeah, so that that's the only thing I think buoys him. Like you're well, starting him regardless, but I think that's the only thing that Javante Williams monster monster game yeah. was against Kansas City. Kansas City's defense has been good. They've been caving in on quarterbacks, which 
should give everyone in Pittsburgh pause. They were pretty good stopping, but that game that Javante Williams started where he went for almost 200 total yards, that was against the well, Chiefs. If, if, if you're, if you're, if you roster Najee, you are really hoping that he can replicate that this week. Uh, I'll be hoping as a Deontay fan as well, that that can, uh, that can happen. Cause you know, likely having to lean toward Cole Komet at tight end this week. Now, if, if Fryermuth doesn't start and it's sad that I'm, I'm leaning very heavily into Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's offense, Matt Kelsey and Hill are on the COVID list. If they don't get back and I'm just going to be honest, I am, leaving extra cookies out for Santa. I'm saying all kinds of prayers to all the fantasy gods that Tyreek Hill does not make it off that list because I'm going up against him in a lot of places, and I'd really love for him just to rest a week, Tyreek. Let's let's make sure you are fully healthy and ready to go for the rest of the season for the, the Kansas City Chiefs. But if they can't play, what do you think this offense looks like? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. I feel like Mahomes, as long as they put him in a bubble, is going to find a way. CEH and Darrell Williams probably more involved. I feel like Kelsey, because he went on earlier, is more likely to get activated. Uh, but it could be a decent day for Nicole Hartman. Yeah, I you know I think Pringle has surpassed Hartman on the depth chart, so that may be where your wide receiver production comes from. You know, Blake Bell is their second string tight end. And he's, you know, after converting from quarterback, he's really known more for the his blocking than than his receiving. So, you know, I think they find a way to get it done. That offense, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, you always have a chance. So uh, I'll let you guys go first. I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay, well, that was fast. I'll take the Steelers. Uh, you know, take an upset here. Thought we were supposed to drink on the air, man. Make their way back up. The 7-7 seven and seven Denver Broncos at the 7-7 seven and seven Las Vegas Raiders. Matt Drew Locke is likely the, the quarterback this week. Does that change your approach to the passing game? It does indeed. I uh, I bumped Cortland Sutton up higher than he's been. Um, Locke, as we saw last week in the limited time he came in, is much less afraid to put it down the field uh, and to take a few chances. I think that's also good for Tim Patrick. He really was working the tight ends well when he was in. Um, both Noah Fant and Albert O um, looked, looked good. So I think it could finally be a game where we, you get some kind of return from Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I mean, Sutton has really struggled this year, and I don't know that Locke is going to be the answer. Correct. Uncorrect. Pat Shermer has really struggled this year. Right. And, uh, and, and it's really affected Sutton's results, both for regular football and for fantasy football. Um, you know, I like Locke and his, you know, ability to just shake off a turnover. Uh, I think that the the unfortunate thing is that the coaching staff is ultra conservative and that's going to struggle that that causes some issues with uh, when Locke does turn it over, but dude will chuck it downfield. He doesn't mind one bit of putting the ball up, going for it and letting his receiver go and make a play. Um, I do have, I have some hope for Sutton, you know, you, you've got Javante and, and uh, uh, Gordon back there, and they're going to do their thing in the running game too. So, 
Yeah, that's that, that's a no for me, dog. I'm starting Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, and that's it. I'm not uh, not trusting anybody this week, unfortunately. As bad as the the Raiders secondary, I mean, hell, they made Nick Mullins look good last week. But I'm not, nah, I'm not, not trusting, not trusting anybody. Dennis, for the Raiders side here, I mean, Renfro struggled last week. The Browns were keyed in on him the entire game. Does he get back on track this week against a very good Denver Broncos secondary? You know, I, I don't know. who's Is it Callahan? Is he the slot corner in Denver now? Or Yeah, uh, Callahan's down there. Um, I So what, what would be my biggest concern would be whoever is getting Patrick Sertan and the, Raider, the Raiders, if you want Renfro to bounce back, you have to hope Darren Baller's back to give something else in the Raiders. Can I, can I point out one thing? I, I know you guys probably watch the game a lot. I wonder if the Broncos will copy what the Browns did, and Denzel Ward was on Renfro a lot. Yeah, in that and that's game. what I'm saying. Sertan was almost surgically attached to Jamar Chase, who last week got one pass for three yards. So that would be my concern for Renfro because whichever – I mean, Justin Simmons effectively said it. He said we don't even think about the side of the field that Pat is on right now or wherever Pat is, we, we aren't caring. We just rotate to everybody else. And I was like, that's, you know, unfortunately for the Raiders, they don't have a lot of other passing game. I doubt Sertan is giving uh, Brian Edwards the shadow treatment. Right. Why, why take a guy out of the game that's not really in it? Yeah. Yeah. Or Zay Jones, you know. So, you know. I, I think hey, no, no Zay Jones slander on this channel. He beat the Browns last week, so you know, just throwing that out there. So, yeah. did he beat him, or did they? I mean, he caught the critical passes in multiple spots. I can't. I'm so frustrated with Zay Jones. I can't even talk. He caught multiple passes on that last drive that led them down the field for them to get that win. Well. You know, it's a, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. It's a division game. Um, I, I do think that Renfro is going to have a little bit of a challenge bouncing back this week, um, but mostly because Sertan will be able to focus on him because there isn't, it, unless Edwards and Jones step up in a big way or Waller comes back and has one of his 20 target games, and then, then it's going to cut. If, if that doesn't happen, then it's down to Josh Jacobs. Now he's not on the injury report this week. So hopefully if Jacobs is healthy, he can do, do some uh, damage, but uh, you know, that Renfro has got his work cut out for him. Yeah. I'm taking the Broncos. I need them to win because if they beat the Raiders, the Raiders drop down in the playoff race and the Browns have the head-to-head against the Broncos and a better conference record, so that moves them up. This is all about the Brownies this week. So I, let's go, Broncos. I'm, I'm all in. Let's go, Dan. I'm, I'm taking the Raiders. I thought about changing it, but I'm going to stick with you. my original. Shame on you. All, all I want for Christmas is Drew Locke to silence the haters, and I think it happens. I'm taking the let's Broncos. Let's go. Go. I'm here for it. All right. The Sunday night football game between the six and eight Washington football team and the 10 and four Dallas Cowboys. Matt, Tyler Henneke is back. Any chance Washington can get it done against Dallas? 
I mean, there's always a chance. Dak did not look particularly good against Washington last time. Tyron Smith is questionable, so he hasn't been ruled out. But that would be a concern. They are definitely, I feel like, better with Heineke than they would be with Garrett Gilbert for as good as he did of a job stepping in there. So there's a chance. But that Dallas defense is something else. I, I honestly think Washington came in a couple of weeks ago, 6-6, six and six, having the next four alternating Dallas and Philadelphia for four weeks. The first two of those didn't go well. I don't see the last two going well either. I think, unfortunately, this is probably it for Washington. Yeah, I, uh, I I think Washington's uh, making their last gasp here. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think it wasn't Gibson out of practice again today. Uh, he was indeed out of practice again today. He has an injury, but at least McLaren looks like he's healthy. Yeah, and then uh, McKissick's on IR. I don't know how much faith I have in Jarrett Patterson. Um, I know he's a Dynasty Nerds favorite, uh, but I don't know that he's necessarily cut out to carry the load uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I am with you there. Hopefully, with Heineke being back, he can get Terry McLaurin going here against what's been a very good Dallas Cowboys secondary. Dennis, what are we expecting from the Cowboys here in this game? I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, or we saw last week Tony Pollard, I believe, split carries, or he, I think actually he outcarried. Zeke Elliott, and in the past three matchups, Zeke has only averaged 6.3 points a game against the Washington football team. What do you think they do in this one? I think they throw. Um, Honestly, that's where it's coming from for them. The challenge is if Tyron Smith is out, then Dak gets pressured. Uh, The other tackle just can't – the backup just can't keep him out of there, uh, keep the defense out. Now – um, Washington is down a couple defensive ends, but I think they still have Sweat getting after it, Montez Sweat. Um, but the, the you know, we're at that point in the season between Pollard's foot injury and Zeke's knee injury that the running game is basically a, a keep you honest kind of play call. Uh, make no bones about it. Dallas is a passing team right now. Yeah, and I, I think this is a game where C.D. Lamb ends up coming up big. He's the one that I like uh, the best. You know, Amari Cooper, this is going to make you super thrilled. I looked it up. Since week 10, he's wide receiver 67. So oh, I'm no, saying, so. I, I'm saying it might be time to be a little bit cautious there. Um, you know, with Gallup back, I feel like those guys are kind of splitting. Cooper is the least likely of the three to be the big home run downfield threat Dallas they've been relying on their defense making a lot of plays and being opportunistic I don't think that changes and they're doing enough to win lamb is the lamb is the guy I'm I'm focused on only took four years to get here with Cooper but finally I'm gonna be right he's still a good player he is a good player now I'm gonna be honest I'm a little bit worried about him actually going off in this one uh I saw he uh that's because I made him my sit this week is that uh, well, that and I'm going up against him in a bunch of places, um, which is crazy because I actually drafted him this year for Scott Fishbowl, and then he, like, missed a bunch of games. Uh, I, I mean, whatever. Uh, no, he, I believe, said in an interview today that he thinks he should be targeted more in the red zone, so I wonder if that changes, and now that's, a, you know, the squeaky wheel getting the oil or however however the hell that saying goes. Uh, give me Washington because I want chaos. Give me Washington. Cowboys for me. 
Yeah, Cowboys for me. I forgot to change it on my sheet, but Cowboys for life. The Monday night football game, 7-7 seven seven, Miami Dolphins at the 7-7 seven seven New Orleans Saints. Dennis, how do we feel about the Dolphins' backfield here? You got Dookie Johnson going off for a massive game last week, and Miles Gaskin there as well. Well, I'll tell you, partner. Is that Was that a serviceable John Wayne? Yeah. The Duke yeah. impression? Uh you know, it's crazy. He came off the couch and rushed for 102 yards. Uh, it, the crazy part is going to be if he goes into this game, Gaskin's back and and Duke is, like rides the pine. I, I don't know what to expect. I'm not starting any. You know, I, you know they did sign him, I guess, through next year. So they signed him to a legitimate contract. So maybe, maybe they think he could be the guy for a year. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, I think the Dolphins are drunk. Yeah, I'll tell you how it's going. I mentioned earlier I sat Miles Gaskin, put Deonta Foreman in, and in another league in a semifinal matchup, I just rolled Duke Johnson into my lineup. And I don't feel good about any of it, and I sort of hate that my life has come down to this. But it's going to feel really good when – when good old Dookie Johnson takes you yeah, to the final. You're more optimistic than I am. I'll, I'll always love Duke. I, you know, all I do is picture him in that Cleveland Browns uniform. But, you know, Dookie and Brown and all that mixing together now is probably not like the greatest analogy. But for the Saints side here, uh, I mean, Hill on COVID, it's crazy because I kind of feel like Alvin Kamara is the only player you would trust playing in this game, Matt. But that being said, in the past six weeks, Miami has only given up one top 24 running back game. So Alvin Kamara may be in for another tough game, especially with all the other players out on COVID. I just saw the list released by, I believe, yeah. with Adam Schefter. Whew, yeah. that's, uh, that could be a fun well, game for the Saints. Multiple offensive linemen as well have made their way on to the COVID. Yeah, Kamara's still the only one I'm even attempting to start. And like you said, I don't feel great about it, but it's hard – I mean, we weren't super high on Ian Book when he was drafted, and he hasn't gotten many opportunities. I'm not sure at home on Monday night against uh, those corners from Miami is the time that uh, we were expecting to see this opportunity. Yeah, I, it, it's going to be a rough one. That it is, and I'm taking the Dolphins. I want them to keep winning out to set up that huge Week 18 matchup. Dolphins for me. I'm also taking the Dolphins. All right, so that will do it for us today. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody. Thank you guys so much for making this. And well, I guess we can save another successful year till next week. The year's technically not over with, but thank you guys so much uh, for celebrating with us and, and listening as you guys do every single week. It's been a great year for us. It's because of you guys, we have been able to have the opportunities and everything that we have. I hope everyone is able to enjoy time with their families and loved ones during these holidays. Enjoy the football. We've got a ton of football on this weekend. And then Dennis, Matt, and myself will be back again on Monday. I'll let, if you guys want to say anything, I don't want to just like cut you off. I feel bad. I, I apologize. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. Do you got your pop?